You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Morning Startup, where we believe you can develop neural pathways that will awaken you to a full heart and clear mind. Live with joy, health, and success. I'm your host, Michael Oliver, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Deborah Dyack and Maria Gosher. Morning. Good morning. 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 How's everybody doing? Doing well. Thanks. Good. We finally made it to some nice weather. I'm really excited. We got... We got some nice weather happening, and I'm really excited about that. So it helps us get outside a little bit more and get stretching and uh, getting moving around a bit. So yeah. cool, cool. It snows tomorrow or something. Yeah, you never know with Michigan. <laughs> you never know in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> it is all really going to depend, right? With the shark birds. <laughs> what kind, what's that? Deb? With the shark birds. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we got um, an interesting show today. We, you know, what... So some of you may, may may or may not know, but a lot of times in our conversations with Deb and, and Marie and myself, we'll usually share about some current things that we're doing, um, whether it's an activity that we're involved in or uh, a current read that we're doing. And like we did in previous episodes, um, we broke down a poem that Deb, Deb had. Well, this time, um, Maria had a book that she read. Um, by one of the people that we follow, and, and we like him a lot, Don Miller um, of StoryBrand. And if you don't know about Don Miller and you're in the business of marketing, um, he's a, a really good resource. You might want to look him up, uh, Don Miller of StoryBrand. But he wrote a book called Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And we were just chatting um, earlier in the week, and Maria had mentioned that she read this very interesting book by Don Miller. And it got us thinking because Maria had shared that within the book, Don mentions the idea that um, to reach a, a state of joy, there might be some idea of no pain, no gain, that kind of gym analogy where you have to go through some type of discomfort in order to reach that place of joy. And that led into a whole conversation between the three of us. And as we were talking about that, you know, the, the light bulb goes off like it usually does with the three of us. And it's like, why don't we do a podcast on this? Because we think our listening audience would be very interested in hearing about this. So I'm going to throw it over to Maria to share a little bit of the context of the book and kind of what drove her into exploring that. And then we can get into our conversation about uh, this path of joy and even the title, because I thought the title was interesting, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And how the three of us interpret that and maybe what you might um, get that interpretation, uh, what, what that interpretation might be for you. And you can always share that in, in, in the comments. So Maria, can you kind of launch us here with the, yeah. with the, with the book? Yeah. We're going to start with chapter one. It's that good. I'm going to read it throughout this podcast. <laughs> but uh, I have like a lot of notes and I wasn't, I, when I picked up the book, I wasn't really, uh, expecting to be impacted by it. I didn't really know what it was about per se. Um, it was a book that was recommended from a YouTube person online. And uh, these two people were talking about how great the book was um, in kind of casual conversation. I was like, oh, Donald Miller, because I, I read his uh, story brand books. 
and marketing books. And uh, he's actually like an author that does a variety of writing. Um, and this is a book that is uh, a memoir of his life, basically. And um, as Michael said, Donald Miller talks a lot about story in his work. And so this was a way to look at story that was not connected with marketing. It was just story in terms of like the story, like your life. Um, and so, um, yeah, so I, I was really impacted by the book and I have so many notes here. I don't really know where to start, but I'll start, I guess, with the sentence that kind of, um, I mean, the overall concept of the book is that your life is a story in, uh, as a whole. So uh, you're the character of your life. You're the character of your own story. Uh, you face different problems and you try to solve those problems. Um, typically, it works out to where you find a guide, whether that's a mentor or a parent or, you know, whoever it might be. And they help guide you through uh, towards success and steer you away from, um, you know, running into problems. And then at the end, basically, you reach your, you know, milestones or whatnot, um, and then that's your character transformation experience. Um, but this book also kind of questioned the milestone thinking and, and the concept of, you know, do you live to attain something or do you live to live through your life? Um, so there's a lot of big questions in the book. And that's probably why I liked it so much, because it was like, hmm, one of those thinking books. And um, but the uh, one line that initially started a conversation in the group here was uh, a line that was talking about, um, you know, how to live a great story. And so I quote here, it says, people love to have lived a great story, but few people like the work it takes to make it happen. But joy costs pain. And so I underlined that joy costs pain. And that's where the title came from, you know, no pain, no gain. We've probably all heard that before. But I kind of question, like, does it always cost pain to, to get joy. So, um, and to provide a little bit more context, I have like a kind of a follow-up quote here um, where it says, um, the greatest stories are the ones in which the character's very life is at stake. There needs to be question as to whether the character will make it, whether he will defeat the enemy or the enemy will defeat him. The second element that makes a story epic was the ambition had to be sacrificial and the protagonist has to be going through pain, risking his very life for the sake of somebody else. You can ask people to name their favorite movies and all those, those two elements will always be in them. Um, And so I thought that was interesting going back to does joy cost pain? Do you have to make sacrifices uh, in order to reach joy? Um, So I don't know. Uh, what did what did you think about that when you for when you when you read that line, as we do when most times we yeah. read things trigger our own thoughts? Did you did you have a particular thought when you read that line? Um, yeah, I thought that it could go both ways, and that I don't think joy always costs pain to get there, um, because I think joy is within you, and you can go within you and, and find joy, um, but. I will say that I think whenever I personally am going through something really challenging and I get to the other side of it and, you know, it's over. Um, and there's that just great joy of like, Oh man, made it. <laughs> like I remember those moments more than when I just had this casual, like looking inside of myself for joy. Um, and so I think it, 
a little bit of both. I don't think you need pain, but then it's like, what is pain? What, like, what's right. the definition of pain? Right. Um, I, I'd like to tag on to what you just said. It's, it's, I believe a lot of people, what we've talked about before, look outside for their happiness, for their joy. And, and they aren't focused and they don't go from within. I think when people love themselves, know who they are, then they can have clear goals. And then they begin to, that transcends from inside to outside. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm with you. I'm not sure. I think the pain is that people want instant gratification when they do identify their purpose, which that takes many people, sometimes a whole lifetime to determine your purpose. But once you identify your true self and what it is that you truly want, I I think that a lot of people have the expectation that that's it. Then it will happen. It will manifest. And Mm. it's um, from my belief system, my teachers would say, just do the work. Don't think about the end goal all the time. I mean, you, you need to know where you're going for sure, but you just keep doing the work. And even the no gain, no pain has changed a little bit in the world of the gym where they're saying now it isn't necessarily pain. It's consistency, a little yeah. bit consistency. Yeah. And they yeah. They talked about that too in the book. Um, and, uh, they actually did have that gym analogy. Don Miller did go to the gym to work out and, and lose a bunch of weight. Um, but he talked about like how his trainer, gym trainer, would say, okay, walk like for 10 minutes or something and then go home. And Don was like confused because he didn't feel any pain, um, you know, in the concept, no pain, no gain. And so he didn't know if that was worth it. Like I just walked for like 10 minutes and then I'm going to go home. You know, um, but like you said, Dennis, like little things, um, you know, Incrementally, absolutely. Yeah. The yeah. achievable experiences that we talk about yeah. in mentation. Yeah. Right? yeah. People burn out if they feel that it has to be a hundred percent pain. Um, when I, I believe the pain could be that you just need to do it. And, yeah. and if it's incremental and, and you keep adding to it, but the point is you have to keep moving forward and keep doing it. It's not going to happen by itself. Right. You can make things happen through thoughts. And I do believe that, but the thoughts need action behind them. Right. So if you don't have the action to sustain whatever it is, your purpose, it's mm-hmm. not going to happen. So people could interpret that as pain. You know, I tried and it didn't happen. Well, did you? Right, right. How much are you willing to invest in it? You can't just stop because it wasn't. I mean, who who's the author that we talked about with with um? Is it Rollins, the one that wrote, who got turned down ten million times? Oh yeah, yeah. For, Thank you. Know, yeah, ten yep. million times she rejected, rejected, and that might be part of the pain. The joy yeah. was in the mm-hmm. writing. She mm-hmm. experienced right. great joy in achieving her goal, but the pain would be the the um, rejection that she received, mm. but that didn't stop her. Right. So you keep moving forward and mm. you end up with success. Yeah. That's interesting. Like um, when she got her rejections, but she did have joy in the writing, 
that you right. can have joy and pain at the same right. time. Right. Uh, yeah. It's not singular. Um, yeah. Cause I think people hear that and they think, Oh, well, if it isn't horrible, then it's not worth it. <laughs> right. Right. And I think you need joy in your life. You need to tune into what brings you happiness mm-hmm. and, and focus on it. And, and I, something, I, if I could go back to the title just for a minute, yeah. A million miles in a thousand years. What I learned while editing my life. That's mm-hmm. my favorite part of the whole title. What I learned while editing my life. That that's it to me. That captures it. What that means is where I am today is not where I'm going to be in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And to be able to make those adjustments and changes as needed, like where we were 20 years ago, our lessons have changed along the way. Mm-hmm. What our lessons were when I was 10 are no longer my lessons at 20. And now that I'm older, my lessons are different as well, but I'm still moving towards my purpose. Right. But, right. but I am editing as I go along. Mm-hmm. So I love that part of the title. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, what are your thoughts on uh, no pain, no gain, joy? Yeah, I think it's changed a lot. I think at one point in time, you had to really be hurting in order to make gains. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that all came out of the gym analogy idea. Um, And then it it shifted a little bit uh, when people got into doing yoga, because one of the things in yoga, as I had mentioned before, is only, only do only go to the edge of your mat. Mm -hmm. Don't go beyond the edge of your mat, which is the idea is don't, don't, you should be able to feel a stretch, for example, but you shouldn't be in pain. Mm -hmm. Um, the whole gym analogy was if you weren't feeling hurt after workout, then it wasn't a good workout, but Mm -hmm. things are being shifted now. And I think that that analogy got moved into the idea of the world, even that we're talking about, even in personal growth, Mm -hmm. like if, you know, in order to grow personally, you have to look at things within yourself that what you were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, And sometimes looking at things within ourselves in order to change are painful. They're not yeah. easy to move through things that we we have struggled with for most of our lives. And then addressing that, it can be painful. It isn't, and, and again, it's open to interpretation. I think what we were talking about a little bit earlier, you guys were talking about the idea, well, what is pain? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what does that mean? But once you do a release, you know, as, as we all know, we've been in various, you know, types of environments where we learn and we release and then we feel this sense of accomplishment or sense mm-hmm. of joy that comes from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the use of yoga with the stretching yeah. because I think, um, and, and, and the pain could be if it's not coming fast enough or it's not mm-hmm. the way you want it to be right now. Mm-hmm. I think, um, being mindful, we need to be aware of what's happening right now and then to be able to move forward. But I like the idea of stretching, that we do need to stretch. It's healthy to stretch ourselves and, and to explore things that might otherwise seem uncomfortable. That if something, for example, in the workplace, uh, that can be uncomfortable. And that I know from experience but then you shift it, you keep working little by little to make it so it is more comfortable. But 
it isn't you need you need to be willing to to do that stretch that you were just talking mm-hmm. about michael take yourself to the mat but not right to the point where you're snapping things mm-hmm. well that kind of ties into our small i mean i think that's where mitation when we were working with yes. helping people be able to feel a sense of accomplishment is that it's in we've had this in previous episodes this idea about small achievable experiences um, right I, I just think there's a lot of value in that, but it's a good point. Um, That's exactly where that came from. They, they, yeah. Good point. I didn't. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting how you string these together. I find it interesting how, and I mean, it maybe Miller talks about this, Maria. I don't know if he talked about it in, in his in book or not. It's, but the idea about, um, you know, the, why, like, I don't know how to really frame this, but why is it that we get, and I say we, I'm talking about generally most people, you know, it seems that people really get stuck, you know, and, and they get locked into a certain pattern of behavior and they don't change. And then they get miserable, (laughs) lack of better language. They get miserable. And I'm wondering if in your reading, Going back to that book, if did he experience some sort of unhappiness or misery that triggered this transformation for him? Yeah, actually, um, he does get into that. And um, there's one of my favorite quotes in here is when he talks about, I wonder then if when people say life is meaningless, what they really mean is their lives are meaningless. I wonder if they've chosen to believe their whole existence is unremarkable and are projecting their dreary life on the rest of us. Um, You know, recognize that. Um, But he talks about what made him move and make different changes. He's been through a lot of different life experiences, um, and he's taken a lot of um, leaps, if you will, of trying new things. Um, But he talks about getting to a point where you get so stuck, I guess you're at the bottom, per se, that you have no choice. He talks about that the protagonist of, of your story, you, you get to a point where it's like, okay, I can only go this way. And it, like, I can't, you know, do any, there's, I'm stuck in a corner. I can't do anything else. Um, and have you guys been in those scenarios where it's just, you're stuck and you just, yes. but you still have to make the choice to yes. change. You could stay stuck, I guess. Um, I had a story that I think I shared recently with Michael at work, for example, I had, and and I and for those of you who worked with me, I'm not going to say what job it was, but I had a situation <laughs> where I I went through a, a year of feeling that I I felt hopeless and I felt nothing's going to change and and I started to have a negative attitude about my work, my job, my future, my goals weren't being met. And then I decided in my head that if we're going to use this analogy of a movie or a book, I realized not only am I the actor in my own life, I, I am the one that's living it, mm-hmm. but I also am the director and the editor that I have mm-hmm. the ability to say, okay, if the situation can't be changed, then mm-hmm. I can change the situation the, the script that I am living in, in my head that 
I can make this as bright as I need to be and happy as I need to be. So as long as I'm getting paid the same amount that I'm getting paid, and, and as long as, you know, I've got my job and that I'm still able to do the things that I'm doing, maybe I'm not appreciated on one part, but I can create my own joy through my own rewriting of my script. And I did. And then as a result, suddenly it unblocked things and suddenly things began moving forward. And um, it was a big aha moment for me at work because I always felt like in, in, in your job, you are at the mercy of your supervisors. Mm-hmm. That isn't true. You are really your own editor and your own um, director. Mm. You you can change the way you perceive things. And I did. And I didn't. That was interesting to me. And it made my life so much happier because it was almost like viewing it as a play and no longer something done to me. Mm. I I hope that made sense. Does that make sense? That totally oh, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of like what you talk a lot about, Michael, like reframing. You yes. Know, like I just, director, just like, eh, eh, you know. I was just <laughs> thinking of that. It, yeah. it is. And it's a very, very powerful, powerful. tool mm-hmm. to learn how to reframe because when you do that, your outcomes will change. Yeah. It, they do. It, it, they do. And it's really, I mean, we could do a whole show on, we could probably do a course on that. Um, is learning how to reframe and adjust your thinking in such a way to change the outcomes. One of the, well, I won't get into it right at the moment because we're running out of time. But I, but I got a suggestion. Let me, let me throw this out there. How would you guys feel about continuing the, the continuing this conversation? Um, because I think we just are getting into some things, and I think that they're very, very interesting. And I want to explore this a little bit more, Maria. I know that you've got a lot of other. Um, things that book that I think will have value for us, but I think it's also have a lot of value for a listening audience because I know that there's people out there that are struggling and I know people out there feel stuck. And I do also know that because I have talked to people that want to get unstuck and they just don't know how to go, how, how to go about doing it. And sometimes you get so entrenched into the negativity that you really start thinking there's no way out. And when that happens, you start creating a cycle of exactly. not getting out of it. So That's if true. you guys, you're writing the script, you're yeah, exactly. Yeah. Script of being yeah. Stuck. Yeah. Being in a movie is such a great an- analogy. It is. So it is. Zach, it is. is that cool? Would you guys feel cool about yes. continuing that next yeah. week? Yes. So, okay. Yeah. So stay tuned um, for next week. We're going to talk more about million miles in a thousand years and we'll carry on our discussion Uh, next week. So stay tuned and thanks a lot for tuning in today. Have a wonderful Memorial Day, everybody. 